All right, keeping an eye on what's uh, developing in Ottawa this morning with the Defence Minister holding a press conference to deal with the ongoing issue around sexual misconduct in Canada's military. And uh, they're dealing primarily with the misconduct itself, but there are still a lot of questions surrounding who knew what and when they knew it and how they dealt with it. And that will come down the road, I think. Just to go over what they dealt with so far this morning, we have the um, Defence Minister having a press conference to discuss what's going on. Uh, We're going to check in now and get uh, the latest info on this from Amanda Connolly, who is a global reporter who's been covering this for us. Amanda, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's just break it down. It started with an apology, right, with the Defence Minister Harjit Sajjan saying he is truly sorry for the people that feel he's let them down, correct? Correct. And yeah, I will say off the bat here, this this is the first time that we have heard these words from the defense minister. He has been pushed over the last couple of months here as to why uh, no one really has seemed to take responsibility within the government for these allegations and the handling of them, which we know the government knew about dating back to 2018. Mm-hmm. What we're hearing, though, right now today is more details about this promised independent review. We've been hearing promises about this for nearly three months now since Global News first broke allegations of high-level sexual misconduct conduct in the military on February 2nd. Uh, this this press conference today really is laying out the kind of groundwork for that, including an independent uh, external review led by former Supreme Court Justice Louise Arbour, as well as some interim steps that he says the military is going to be taking in the meantime until that, that review can actually be done. Okay, so details around this review. What are they promising uh, will make this one different from the other reviews that have been done? Yeah, so there's a couple of things here. And again, that's that's always the big question when you talk about reviews, yeah. right, is, is how will this actually be any different? We did see a, a substantial landmark review in 2015 into this issue. What we're hearing right now is that I think I think it's twofold. Um, we're hearing that this review will be looking again, not just at um, the the whether there is sexual misconduct in the Canadian military. Of course, we know that, right? That is an established fact right now. This review really will be focused on laying out the recommendations for how to actually build an independent reporting structure for the members who want to report sexual misconduct. That has been a key recommendation, even going back to the report in 2015, that simply was not acted on. So that will be the, the kind of key thing here. We know as well that this report, this review, pardon me, is also being tasked to report back almost in, I won't say real time, but to share recommendations as they are making them and as they are learning through the process so that DND and, and the military can actually start to implement some of that uh, through the way here. I will say as well, one other thing that I, I, I think is gonna be, could be different here is the culture and the context of this conversation. I was here in Ottawa covering the report that came back, that came out in 2015. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the time, you were several months out from having a chief of the defense staff who was saying that men were biologically wired to do these kinds of things. Now, of course, it's, you know, you can't imagine anyone saying that kind of thing and thinking that that would be okay. Um, we're looking at a very different culture, a very different set of expectations, both from the government and from the public themselves, as to how this will be handled and the seriousness with which it will be treated. Uh, Amanda, if you can touch on the other aspect to this story, which is uh, how far it reaches into the Prime Minister's office and more reporting from Global News on that front this week. Uh, the Conservatives this morning calling for Katie Telford to testify, the Prime Minister's Chief of Staff, and, and just explain, she, she acknowledges that she knew about it, but the Prime Minister didn't? I mean, break that down for us. 
Yeah, this has again been part of that that ongoing question about who knew what when here, yeah. and and this these these concerns and these questions go back to that 2018 allegation, which uh, Global News has reported was brought to Defence Minister Harjit Sajjan by the then military ombudsman. Um, what what we've been hearing and what we're watching for tomorrow is this this push by Conservatives and the NDP to have Trudeau's chief of staff Katie Telford come to committee and testify about what she knew in 2018 about that allegation. We know that um, the the, the Prime Minister, a senior advisor to the Prime Minister, was informed about this 2018 allegation by either Telford or her assistant, that he went back to bureaucrats asking them to have an examination of this issue and has testified before committee that he was keeping Katie Telford informed about that process as it was going on. That, of course, um, really raises a lot of questions because, as, as I'm sure your listeners know, uh, there is no one higher than the Chief of Staff right. in the Prime Minister's office when it comes to political staff, right? She is the be-all and all for political staff in that office. She is a key confidant for Trudeau himself. And so the, the, the suggestion here and the, the, the statements that we've heard from Mr. Trudeau that he had no no idea personally of, of these allegations have just really raised questions about whether he should have known, whether Telford should have told him and, and why, um, if she knew, why she did not. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what the uh, Conservatives are trying to find out. Okay, Amanda, thanks so much for your time this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you. That is Amanda Connolly, a reporter with Global News who's uh, covering this story. And uh, as we said, uh, this is far from over. Um, but the development today, let's just go through it here. And um, started off with uh, Harjit's agenda, the defense minister apologizing um, to the people affected by sexual misconduct and by what he acknowledges has been a lack of action by the federal government. Every day, Canadian Armed Forces members across the globe risk their lives to support our allies, partners, and friends and to uphold values that Canadians hold dear, peace, freedom, and respect for the dignity of all people. But it is clear we have not lived up to our responsibility to protect members from misconduct. Over the past months, Canadians have heard from members affected by sexual trauma and sexual misconduct. They've shared their heart-wrenching accounts. To every member in the Canadian Armed Forces, to every person in the Department of National Defense who has been affected by sexual harassment and violence and felt that we were not there to support you. I'm truly sorry. So he starts with the apology and then announces that they will take some action uh, in the form of a, another independent review. It's not the first time this action has been taken by a Canadian government. As Amanda said, it happened in 2015. A number of recommendations came out of that review a number of those recommendations were completely ignored. And at the center of it is the independence and getting the reporting mechanism taken out of the Department of National Defense chain of command and getting it to an independent review, uh, somebody else who can look at it from the outside without the impact that it may have within the forces itself. So that is what the goal is here, and that's what the minister announced. These changes must be comprehensive. And most importantly, it must be lasting. And it must address the systemic challenges at the root of the problem. Abuses of power, discrimination, biases, harmful stereotypes. It is why Madam Louise Arbour, former Supreme Court Justice, has agreed to lead an independent external comprehensive review of her institutional policies and culture. Over the coming months, we expect Madam Arbour to provide concrete recommendations on how the Canadian Armed Forces and the Department of National Defence can set up an independent 
external reporting system for defense team members that meets the needs of those who have been impacted by sexual misconduct. And as I said, that recommendation was made many, many years ago and wasn't followed up on. Will it be different this time? Uh, We'll have to wait and see, I guess. And uh, there's two stories to keep uh, in mind here. First is dealing with the misconduct, and perhaps that's the most important issue. The other one is... um, What did the Liberals know about this? What did the Prime Minister know about this? He is asking us to believe right now that his chief of staff knew about allegations against General Jonathan Vance in 2018, talked to her assistant about it, um, didn't tell the Prime Minister about it. We know, we've heard from the military ombudsman, that he took evidence of misconduct by General Jonathan Vance to Harjit Sajan and presented it with him. And the report, when he testified, was the minister refused to even look at it didn't even want to see it, let alone pass it up the chain of command and let the Prime Minister know. So who knew exactly what and when did they know it and what did the Prime Minister know? And did senior government officials turn a blind eye to what was going on and just try and ride this out?